Hello everyone, this is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. So good to be with you and I so appreciate hearing from you through our private Facebook group, Flow with Ayurveda and Yoga, or by email. It's really inspirational for me to experience one of you supporting another, learning from each other and lifting each other up. And that's what goes on in this group and it's really wonderful. You know, these are the steps that we all need to take to move in the direction of sattva, or balance and harmony for the mind, the body, and spirit. This month, we continue our discussion on cultivating good mental health through the practices of Ayurveda and yoga. To learn more about how the mind functions on an energetic level, we're focusing on how the mahagunas of tamas, rajas, and sattva play out in our minds, and therefore our actions, and how we experience mental health, or a lack of it, as a result. In Ayurveda, the mahagunas are the three prime energies that make up all of creation, known as prakriti. They are tamas, rajas, and sattva, and all forms and processes in the world, including our minds, are made up of different combinations of these energies. Tamas is the darkness of life, inertia and sleep. It's decay. All of these things are needed and are a part of the process of renewal. But too much is not a good thing. Rajas is the activity of life. It's movement and motion and our actions, too much of which leads to disturbance in the mind and in the body. And sattva, then, is the light of our consciousness, the truth of who we are. It's balance and harmony and serenity. When rajas and tamas are in excess, We experience a disconnection from our higher self, or the God of our heart. From yoga and Ayurveda, we understand that this is the basis of all illness and disease. But how do we get ourselves to that point? We have at least some of that connection to our eternal self at birth. Babies are so incredible in their light and and very sensitive too. Sattva is most clearly present. But then anything a baby is exposed to makes a strong impression. Some of these impressions we resolve quickly as we go through life and it's no big deal. And then some we don't resolve and we hang on to them repeatedly trying to resolve them, acting them out in various ways. Some people, for example, have a fear of the dark from things that happen in their very early years and continue to be fearful in the dark until they clear the charge on that samskara. This is tamas, and that samskara is the impression. Some years back, a client came to me about disturbed sleep and how it was affecting her life. She had a great dinacharya and was eating well, but she had a terrible time sleeping, erratic patterns, 
waking up fearful, not being able to go back to sleep, sometimes not being able to fall asleep. Now, in Ayurveda, we understand that this is vata and pitta excess, typically. But what was causing this? Well, it turned out that she grew up watching horror movies with her mother, who was really hooked to that feeling of fear that would come when watching the movies. Once we cleared the charge off of being like her mother, or doing what her mother was doing, or what her mother wanted her to do, and then cleared out the junk that she had looked at, she started to get better sleep. And then over time, her sleep became a, a thing of real beauty, replacing that old fear. Unresolved issues frequently lead to uncomfortable feelings, which many of us will try to avoid by distracting ourselves with some kind of sensory stimulation or sensed pleasure. Watching movies frequently, shopping, eating continually, excess sex, constant music with headphones, for example, or flipping through social media looking for continual stimulation. So this is the rajas and tamas at work. Rajas is the activities that lead us to disturbance and being stuck in patterns that don't serve us, and that's the tamas. Gratifying the sense pleasures becomes the purpose of life when rajas and tamas are predominant. It's a really important statement. You know, gratifying the sense pleasures, it leads us into feeling empty inside, and this results eventually in depression and hopelessness. This mental disturbance and stagnation takes us to physical disease, and sometimes a physical disease will break down the mental health even further. And this is because we are holistic beings. Our mental and physical health are deeply intertwined, inseparable. Remember the principle from nature? Like qualities attract like qualities, and the opposite qualities bring balance. This is how Regis and Thomas get out of hand. The more we do something, or experience something, the more of it we'll get. Remember that old saying, too much of a good thing? <laughs> Rajasic actions often end up in that place. Too much shopping, too much eating, too much social media. These all take us further into rajas, resulting in anxiety, stress, attachment, and addiction. Anxiety is so common these days. The effect it has on the nervous system and the body overall is highly detrimental. Consider that it's a result of expectations with attachments. Attachments to having things our way. Attachments to thinking others should behave the way we want. 
not seeing life as it is. And so we end up in a box feeling isolated and stuck. The word passion and passionate became popular some years back. You know, passion is defined as an intense, enthusiastic desire for something, or a strong and barely controllable emotion. It is rajas heading toward tamas, because you can see how people get overrun with passionate energy. And you might say it's consumerism and worshiping stuff, only with a different title, attachment. And many of us have done the same thing with food these days. How can it be stronger? How can it be more extravagant, more exotic? How can I indulge more to get a certain feeling? without regard to how I feel afterwards. It's that looking for the sense pleasure in the moment without connecting it to the results. And we've been trained to operate this way. So looking for big hits or excitement or intense thrills, this leads us right into tamas, wanting more and more than depression or aggression depending on the person, when it's not enough, when it's never enough. And then around the corner is the darkness of greed and anger and lust. When we suppress our feelings because they seem so negative, so not us, as so many of us do, then we go further into tamas. And all of this is a result of that disconnection from self, from our higher self that I mentioned earlier. So the result is poor mental health that can go on for many years and eventually leading to a breakdown. How we use our senses then is influenced by our mental and physical environment as well as our karma. And by karma here, I mean our opportunities in this life. Uh, the opportunity to learn more about ourselves, to see ourselves and others beyond the imperfect humanness that we are, to see ourselves as eternal spirit. And given our holistic nature, how we use our senses has a large influence on our mental and physical health. How we're responding to life is highly influenced by the impressions that are received through our senses, through our five senses. And these impressions are called samskara. And these responses then to those samskara that we're holding on to, that's what has us misuse our five senses. The five senses of sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. So becoming attached to things that are pleasurable to the senses is what takes us away from our higher self. For example, when we overuse our sense of sight by watching movies and TV or spending time on the computer excessively, 
then we begin to look for constant stimulation because the mind isn't used to resting, to having some peace and stillness. Or we get attached to one taste in our eating and have too much of it on a daily basis. Or listen to music with headphones to continually distract ourselves. This splits our attention and it aggravates vata dosha, making it difficult to focus on anything. I really don't recommend that. And you might say, well, some of that music is, is pleasant and perhaps sattvic. Yes, but too much, or using it to distract yourself, will lead to misuse of the other senses as well. It's all connected. And then we begin to compartmentalize our thinking to justify our actions. When we compartmentalize our thinking, whether about how we should think, how we should eat, or how we should look, then we aren't present in life. But instead, we're bound up in our thinking. We become blind, missing the beauty and miracles as they're happening in front of us. And this is what goes on with rajas, leading to tamas. The thoughts, the beliefs, and the actions that lead us into poor mental health. I share all of this with you to show that everything we do has an effect. It can have a positive or a negative effect. And momentum will build in either direction, depending on what you choose to do, to think, or believe. And this is why you should remember, if you have a diagnosis of some kind concerning your physical or mental health, that you're not the illness or the disease. You're not the diagnosis. I frequently say to people that calling it my diagnosis means it's not going to go away because you've become identified with it. So how you're thinking about it has an effect on your healing ability. So with that, consider that you're not your mind or body, but so much more. From Ayurveda and yoga, we learn to identify with who we are as eternal spirit or Purusha or the Lord of love within. And this is how we learn to create a life of feeling well. We learn to do that with the practices of Ayurveda and yoga, which lead us to experience sattva, the third of the Mahagunas. Sattva is wholesome, it's appealing, and dear to us when we've opened ourselves up to this light within us. And yoga and Ayurveda are meant to be practiced in this way. One of the important steps is to recognize what is our own faith. In this case, I mean faith as shraddha, or you might say it's what is in our hearts, which is demonstrated by our actions. In other words, what we really value in our lives. The Bhagavad Gita says that we're made of our faith, that human nature is made of faith. 
I like to think of it like that. To bring healing then to our mental health, we need to shift our faith from Rajas and Tamas to more Sattva. And we do this with how we choose to use our five senses. It's by being mindful of what we listen to, what we watch, expose our sense of smell, taste, and what we expose our skin to, knowing that all of these things have an impact on our mental health. Increasing our awareness of how we're using our senses is what will bring true healing in the body and the mind. And awareness is cultivated through spiritual practices like meditation and asana and mudras and pranayama, all paths of yoga. Now how a person practices is key. Even spiritual practices can be tamasic, rajasic, or sattvic in the approach. We might not see it because we can be pretty good at lying to ourselves about what we're doing. You know, for example, the, the Bhagavad Gita references tamasic practice as that which is used to gain power over others, or it's based in a confused understanding that leads one maybe to, to torture yourself or harm yourself. And then rajasic practices are motivated by honor, by acquisition, achievement, and admiration. Whereas sattvic practices are done without attachment to the results, in a spirit of faith. You know, we do them for ourselves, to come to know ourselves. An example is a woman who was really sick of feeling bad after eating and feeling out of control when she wanted to eat everything in sight. And when she started practicing Ayurveda and yoga, she changed her eating and her daily schedule, and she'd go along for a while feeling and looking great, and then she would go on a holiday. And in her mind, this still meant throw everything out the window and just slide right back into tamas. And this was how she had defined taking a holiday. But it took a while, a couple of years, for her to realize she could, she could redefine a holiday for herself and actually move it into sattva. So the tamas in us can lurk underneath and pull us down. And especially when we go into an old situation. And so once she came back from a holiday feeling so bad that she made the decision inside to shift her thinking in the direction of sattva, to have it be consistent with the rest of her life. And then her holidays became joyful and she could come home feeling well, rather than feeling like she really needed another holiday. And then tapas is the word for spiritual disciplines. 
they're meant to burn off the impurities that pull us toward darkness into tamas. Tapas are meant to turn us in the direction of sattva. And this is why it's important to come to know ourselves through these practices. It's good to reflect on that reason for the practices for yourself. Doing the practices in a sattvic manner makes them a life-giving choice, improving the quality of our lives. That's what they're about. It's really not about the practices themselves. The practices of yoga take the mind towards sattva when they're approached with right intention and right attitude. The energy of stillness and peace then will grow inside of us if it's fed and watered with sattvic practices. It's just like taking care of a plant. And then we can ignore the old ways of rajas and tamas and just let them wither away. So as you move through your day today, ask yourself if your choice in the moment is moving you towards sattva, peace, grace, harmony, and faith. Or is it moving you elsewhere? And then you can decide what to do from there. And this is how you show up for yourself. And this is how you can care for your mental health. One final thing before we go. I'd like to let you know that our app, Live Ayurveda and Yoga, is no longer available. However, we offer other great ways to learn and grow with Ayurveda and Yoga online. A great way to dive in is through our Agni Therapy program, which is a reset for your digestion and for your life. It includes Ayurveda and yoga practices, energy work, a private support group, and weekly live Q&A to support your healing process. And you can access the program through both your desktop and through an app. So you can sign up through our website and join this vibrant community of over 600 women and men from around the world This is a real healing community, and then you can thrive with Ayurveda and yoga as well. Until next time. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halepule.
Their recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.